back to the podcast. I am your host, Landon Pobrin, and today we are going to talk about how to run free and paid fitness challenges. So super excited. We are now rolling with the Unfiltered Coach podcast, and I want to jump in and talk about challenges, but I'm going to give you the unfiltered truth. It's all about what we're doing here is just giving you the straight goods, none of the fluff, none of the bullshit, just going to talk about the stuff that you actually care about. And the reason that this topic kind of spurred about for me was sitting at an event a few weeks ago, and there was a few people that wanted to run a challenge. So we were talking, a few people were implementing this in their business, and then Every single person that was coming about was also now thinking that they should be running a challenge. And people were all of a sudden wanting to model the exact same thing that everybody else was doing. And it seemed like a lot of people were simply afraid to be unique with what they were doing. People really think that running a challenge is, you know, the exact same thing that everybody else is doing. And, you know, we're really, really, really what it comes down to is fitness challenges are a major trend right now within the industry. And with any major trend comes pros and cons. Now, the truth is that challenges are popular and they attract a lot of people. And the downside is that they have really developed a bad stigma over the last number of years. And... You know, we know that people aren't going to see these life-changing results within four weeks, six weeks, or eight weeks. But why don't we take a second and just kind of diagnose and dissect why there is this negative stigma around fitness challenges. So, you know, you should know by now, I am an ex-personal trainer. My wife and I owned a private personal training facility for around six years and when we owned that facility, I absolutely hated challenges. I despised the name. I did not want to run challenges in my gym. I thought they were bad. I just absolutely did not want anything to do with challenges. And this isn't uncommon within the evidence-based fitness community. It is to the point where a lot of people just do not want to have their names associated with challenges. But... I came to a revelation over the last year where I started to transition into business coaching and help other fitness professionals navigate the same things I did in getting their online business up and running and successful. And I really started to look at fitness challenges from a completely different perspective. And, you know, I like to sit back and kind of think about why challenges have a bad name. And I think a lot of it comes down to more so being weight loss challenges. Now, if you've noticed, I've referred to them as fitness challenges thus far. And I think weight loss challenges have a negative connotation. And I agree with that because I think that we should not be rewarding physical transformation with like financial reward. You know, we we understand the work that goes involved in creating true and lifelong transformation. And we know that we're not going to be developing these life-changing habits in the course of four weeks or eight weeks. We're going to get a head start. We might get some some cool wins, some big wins under our belt, and some motivation moving forward. But we haven't instilled what we truly need for life-changing success. And when we start to attach a financial reward to it, if you go back to episode 54, I actually dive into a $10,000 
weight loss challenge I seen at a facility. And, you know, if $10,000 of a reward was put in front of me, I know the, the drastic changes I could make to drop weight quickly. Are these healthy? Absolutely not. Are they sustainable? Absolutely not. So we know that people are going to go to the extreme when there is like a financial reward associated with it. And we know what they're going to, we know the dumb things that they're probably going to do. And we've seen this time and time again over the years. And I think this is part of the reason why challenges have developed a really bad name. However, you know, when you really, really think about it, if you're a heart-centered coach, you know no one is going to create that transformation within 30 days. But it's been also shown in the research that quick wins and weight loss in the beginning of somebody's weight loss journey can actually be motivating in the long-term success of what they do. So it's not the challenge, it's the person implementing it. So we need to realize that challenges aren't bad. Challenges aren't damaging people in the sense of the term the challenge that people are doing may be negative. So when you're thinking about this, we need to kind of adjust our perspective and remove our bias from the situation. So how do we use challenges to our advantage as a coach? But before we dive into that, we need to know, like, what is a challenge? And to me, a challenge is simply a set period of time where you have the undivided attention of a captive audience. You have the opportunity to teach them and educate them, and they are sitting there willing and listening to what you have to say. And just because they've been abused in the past, it doesn't mean that you need to follow suit of what has been poorly done in the past. You can take a concept that works from a marketing perspective and apply your own spin on it. So, you know, challenges have been kind of bastardized to the point where people, you know, they just, they want to do the same thing, but they think that just by changing the name is going to like make this revolutionary difference. They want to call it a kickstart or a, you know, a boot camp or a foundations program. But, you know, you're just putting lipstick on a pig. Like you're just taking the exact same thing, changing the name, but running it the same way. I, I don't understand what you think it's going to be doing, but I'm pretty sure that people aren't, you know, that naive. They understand what you're doing. And, what you need to first do is evaluate what you don't like about challenges. It's more than just the name. You know, there's likely some rooted reason why you do not like the term challenge. So simply change that. You know, a challenge is simply a time-constrained framework. You know, there is no set time frame. You know, I've ran five-day challenges for business coaching. You could run a 30-day challenge, a six-week challenge, an eight-week, a 12-week there is no set theme or outcome of a challenge. You know, a challenge could be aimed at weight loss like they are traditionally, but it could be performance. It could be mindset, habits, business, so many different things when it comes down to it. The answer comes down to you, who you are as a coach. What do you want to teach? What is the set time frame that you want to allocate to getting some quick wins and some education to it? You know, there's a lot more that comes to it. We need to overcome their limiting beliefs. But if a challenge goes on too long, and I'm doing air quotes here, you might start to lose the attention of them. That's why often, you know, a shorter challenge, you might get higher engagement from your audience because if it's, you know, four months, people are going to stop caring. They're going to stop paying attention because... You know, now we're really, really asking a lot of them. So they're not limited. The only thing that they're limited to is your imagination as a coach. So I kind of want to dig into why challenges actually work. 
and there is distinct reasons why they work and why they have been so prevalent. And it really comes down to human psychology. People prefer closed loops compared to open-ended loops. So you may have noticed that it's a lot easier to sell a prospective client on an eight-week program or a 12-week package compared to trying to sell them on an open-ended monthly recurring coaching package. And the answer is people just prefer to have a set end date. They like to be working towards something as opposed to not really having an end in sight. And this is human psychology. And I really highly recommend studying this to be successful as a coach because understanding how your clients work is not only going to help you get them better results, but it's also going to help you, you know, run your business better and do your sales calls and your consultations more effectively. So challenges simply use this to their advantage. From a marketing perspective, a short-term commitment is providing a closed loop for a client, giving them a set end date, and it just allows you to simply draw them in easier. It allows that pitch to become a little bit easier. So, you know, somebody might not be quite ready to give you, you know, maybe $300 a month for coaching. But, you know, they might be willing to make a, a smaller investment for a shorter period of time. And it kind of almost acts as like an audition for you as a coach. It allows you to get this time to work with them, get them some wins, and try and do some of these things with your clients. So as a business person, I set my bias aside for how challenges were poorly run in the past, understood that I can take the power of the marketing side of a challenge People like them. People are drawn to them. They're easy to sell. Okay, so let's use that. Now let's take my actual good evidence-based heart-centered coaching and apply that within the constraints of a challenge and let's make some magic. Let's fucking, let's make some money. Let's get some people results. And I have been able to do that. And this is what I help my clients do now as well. So, you know, when I work with people on challenges... I really think that there's three primary ways to leverage a challenge in your business. So, you know, let, uh, let's, let's dig in here. Number one is lead generation or LBOs. And LBO just simply stands for low barrier offer. So we know that people like challenge or challenges. And as a result, it's not difficult to get 10, 15, or maybe even 50 people if you have a large following into a four to eight week challenge. And this is why challenges are a fan fantastic lead generation. It provides us a way to get a quick pool of leads and it's a low and low cost, low barrier to entry. And it allows us to have this pool of leads where we can teach, we can educate with a low commitment on their behalf. It allows us to indoctrinate them into our process and our methodology. And then we have the opportunity to ascend those people into our one-to-one -one or higher, higher serviced coaching services. If somebody works with you for four weeks or eight weeks, sees the value of what you can provide them, they get some great results, they like and they're bought into what you do, odds are there's a good chance they will want to work with you further. And that's a fantastic way to utilize challenges within your business. They can also be an income generator. So number two, income generation. People like challenges. You'll see this recurring theme here. So just as challenges work as a great lead pool, they can also, you know, be just a great business model. You know, if 
your challenge is drawing in a lot of people and you're running it maybe like eight to 12 weeks at a slightly higher price point and still delivering results, you have the potential to generate a lot of money. I know people that have generated six figures off of a 12-week challenge launch, which is crazy. And these people haven't had large followings. But you know, just with any business model, there's always going to be upsides and downsides. And a pitfall of challenges as your sole income generation is you lose a lot of the predictability of recurring revenue. So, you know, when I kind of look at things, I like to have a challenge as a part of my value ladder or a part of my business model, not as the sole form of income. Number three, as the, the ways to leverage a challenge comes down to developing a proof of concept. Now, I've personally found challenges to be a fantastic way to develop a process and create a proof of concept. And if you follow my work and follow my methodologies, you'll know that I'm a very big fan of creating proven systems and processes prior to scaling our business. So here's a few things that a challenge allows you to determine. It allows you to understand the content and the best way to educate people. It allows you to find the content that people most resonate with. You can run challenges sequentially and start to refine and iterate and see what people are engaging with the most. You can see the best ways to deliver your content. Is it, you know, written post? Is it video content? Is it lives? It allows you to test the best ways to garner engagement with the community. You know, you can start to ask questions and, you know, find out the best time of day to post things. Finds allows you to find out what their goals are. It allows you to find out the best types of people that are going to get the best results from it as you start to pay attention to who engages the most, who is getting the best results. You're going to start to find commonalities between these people, their characteristics. It allows you to test out different ways to upsell people from a challenge into coaching, or maybe it's into a group coaching package and so many more things. If you simply pay attention to what the feedback is telling you, you can learn so many things from running a challenge. And just as, you know, teaching a concept a week, you can see where people excel versus what they understand and don't understand. You can just get immense value from running these things if you're paying attention. So you can run challenges for the sole purpose of gaining feedback on things, you know, and then you just have this captive audience where you can ask questions and get answers. You know, the best way to do things is to simply ask, receive the feedback, and then use that to iterate moving forward. You know, if you're like, hey, you know, do you guys prefer to get a training on Monday or Tuesday? And they're like, everyone's like Tuesday, and you've been doing your training on on Monday. Well, you're probably going to garner better results if you make that adjustment, do it on Tuesday. And then the next time you run it, it's always on that day, or you're always delivering X type of content. You know, you simply have to pay attention. Now, we can take this proof of concept one step further and go, okay, what can we do once we establish this, you know, really, really good system with our challenges? And this is where things kind of get really exciting. As you iterate and refine your process, you know, you do one and you make some adjustments, you do another one, you get a little bit better results and you make a few tweaks and you do it again and get even better results. And now all of a sudden it's just running like clockwork. Now, you know, what can you do this for? What can you use this for? You know, you can perfect your process. You can perfect the steps you need to run people through to get results. 
you can use this as a way to train your team to be able to run these. So you can start to run more people through these challenges and generate more revenue. You can start to automate these processes. So you can start to record the training videos because you've nailed down exactly what content needs to be taught, the best way to deliver it. And now you don't have to do that live anymore. You can simply record it. You know, you could develop that into a group coaching program where now your challenge starts to evolve into something a little bit better, a little bit more scalable and a little bit more, you know, profitable from a from an income standpoint. And maybe you can take that six or eight week thing and turn it into a digital product or a, you know, a hybrid course or a program. There's so many things you can do. So when it comes down to it, you know, I got three ways. The best ways to leverage your challenge within your business is number one, lead generation. Number two, income generation. Number three, developing a proof of concept to allow you flexibility and scale within other areas of your business. Now, a lot of people ask me about how to run a free or paid challenge. So what I want you to do is go check out the show notes. I'm going to link up an article that I wrote over these same concepts and I actually provide a link to download a free swipe file where I dig into exactly the process I use to run a free or paid challenge. I outline kind of the benefits of a free, the benefits of a paid. I walk through exactly, you know, what content to post, the frequency of posting, how to upsell people at the end of these challenges. And this is what I provide all of my mentorship students in how to execute this process. So make sure you check out the show notes, give that a download. And, you know, if you have feedback for me, let me know. Challenges can be fantastic, but you don't have to simply do what everybody else is doing. Get creative, customize this to you and your coaching style, and you're going to absolutely be floored by the results. All right, until next time, I'm out. Thank you so much for listening to the Unfiltered Coach Podcast. I'm Landon. It was just me today. The lovely co-host Laura is busy this afternoon, but love and appreciate you and we'll talk soon.